That looks great. Can it be great. crisscross applesauce? You want to be weird, sure. Is that comfortable? Yes. Crisscrossing? Applesaucing? Yes. Hot diggity dog? No. <laughs> I have a rhyme, but I'm not gonna. Do it! <laughs> Please! <laughs> it excites me. <laughs> inappropriate for the internet <laughs> and that's saying something are we recording right? <laughs> yeah, sure oh. are. Uh, cheerio yes You and your that wasn't even half a shot. It doesn't matter. What is this? Don't pressure me, it's fine. What is life? Everything's fine. <clears throat> mm. <sighs> you okay? You getting nervous? Stage fright. There's no one here. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> half a person we have a like we have like a lowered torso it's not even the, the half that can hear anyone it's just some dude's rock hard dick is just out there by itself there's like three people one person leaves another one comes back hey you know what if we started out with three people i'd be pretty pretty stoked on that you know? <laughs> anyway Welcome back to the Johnny Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Horror, and with me tonight is... Katie Mareska. Hello. Katie Kid Sister Mareska. Back in the house. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back to the house. My house. <laughs> Just noticing how ominous this room looks right now, don't you? Red lighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you doing, pal? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm spec fucking tacular. Great. Um, how's that? Ten percent of a shot treat, you know, along with your high nooner. Great. I'm sipping on it. I'm 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 hanging on to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, keep it in your back pocket, so to speak. <laughs> If I had pockets, it would be in one of them. It's weird. Um, <laughs> so this episode's going to be dropping. Um, uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, ideally, uh, the Friday before. So, yeah. Um, no, wait. No, on? Wednesday. So it, it'll be dropping. I think ideally this will be dropping the the day before thanksgiving so the happy 20th. thanksgiving everyone yeah everybody the 23rd yeah Sweet. so hopefully um i'll have this up by the 22nd um but yeah so this being our thanksgiving ish episode um what are your favorite thanksgiving traditions fuck you <laughs> 
Um, well, I feel like we used to have a tradition, maybe it was only a tradition in my mind, but um, where we would race to peel potatoes in mom's yeah. sink. Yeah, I do remember doing that. That was, yeah. uh, those were, uh, that was fun. And there was a very specific peeler that was like definitely better than the <laughs> other ones. <laughs> Absolutely there was. And you gave me no mercy whatsoever. You were like, I'm taking the better one and you're well, going to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, come on. I am the older sibling. I have seniority and power. Mm. <laughs> Unlimited power! Uh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I uh, I do I I do remember that and uh, oddly enough I've peeled uh, many a potato since usually at uh, <laughs> uh, Celeste family's house and we're just like over a pot <laughs> like nobody like, else wants like, to do it and you're yeah. like I will peel the potatoes <laughs> I'll fucking do it it's like usually me and one of her brothers and we're just like I feel like we should have like straw sticking out of our mouths <laughs> like the fucking Amish just peeling potatoes we're in overalls with nothing else underneath it <laughs> it's, it's like how we pass it. It's our Xbox. <laughs> like, hey man, you want to go press the fucking thing? Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck those potatoes up. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's one hell of a tradition. Thing. And playing the Elvis Christmas music CD. Yeah. At like the end of the dinner. That yeah, because like it was like officially... Christmas. Christmas time. Yeah. Then, yeah, that kind of goes back to, um, it used to be like the day after Thanksgiving, Dad would start uh, cranking the Elvis music mm -hmm. and would be like outside hanging up Christmas lights, which is, you know, I I don't have too many like distinct <laughs> memories. <laughs> From our childhood, <laughs> or <laughs> good ones, <laughs> but that's okay. That's a good one. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole separate, a whole other podcast we'll right there. Welcome to the Johnny time. Therapy Podcast, Johnny Family Therapy Podcast. It's gonna be a different place than we normally go, kids. Mm. I mean, that there's there's a whole horror element in and of itself right there. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, um, it, I feel like we usually, like, would throw on some sort of half-assed Christmas movie to, like, something Christmas like Christmas with a Crank. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, we saved the good stuff for, like, actual Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, like, one of, like, hey, well, let's just, let's just fucking knock this stupid thing out of the way. Um... Uh, how do you feel about spending time with family? Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my family. I love you guys. You're great. God. I love the way you lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I like our family. It's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. We could do better. Listen, we love our parents. <laughs> A lot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. <laughs> we can say whatever we want about them. Dad fully listened to the last episode we did. He was like, oh my god, I really liked it. <laughs> We're in trouble. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, awkward family 
conversations at dinner? Do you do you recall any? No, like, I don't think Thanksgiving. I, I mean, like, I don't think they were awkward to me at the time. I think I was just like, yeah, <laughs> this is like what we are. <laughs> I'm not even like like I can't even I my brain doesn't even go as far back as like mom and dad. I'm just thinking like when it would be like you, me, mom, and Joshua, like I back know. like when I was in high school or I something know. like that. My brain doesn't even like. The only thing I can remember about, like, Thanksgiving when I was a youngster is just being so, like, it was the exact mom, God bless her, would make, go do this entire Thanksgiving giant meal, like. And it was, like, just our immediate family. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and she would do it on Thanksgiving and then fucking repeat it less than a month later for Christmas. It was the exact same meal. And she would be like, and by the time I was in high school, she's like, yeah, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And I'm like, I bet yeah. you don't. Yeah. So we would have like a nice Thanksgiving and then Christmas we would like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and we would be fucking jazzed about it. We would go get fucking Jack in the Box. Oh and God. it was fucking delicious. It was like the best tradition. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, really like a fun thing because we just have, we'd have a nice Christmas breakfast, but then like, at at the end of the the day, or just like hey, let's just go get some fucking Jack in the Box. They're the only place that are open right now. Yeah, those poor bastards. God bless Jack in the Box. Yeah, like Christmas breakfast, we would go ham. Mm -hmm. Like we would. Pun intended. Like, yes, absolutely. Because like we only ever had ham. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh. nothing but ham. <laughs> just different Mom, can we have ham. toast or like eggs or something? No! You can have toasted ham. ham. <laughs> can we have scrambled eggs? You can have scrambled ham. Have ham and you're going to like it. Just ham diced into tiny pieces. Ah, fuck, we should really talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight we are discussing uh, the 2013 slasher film by Adam Wingard, You Are Next, or You're Next. You're next. <laughs> um, Jeez, uh, man. So, just uh, if I can divulge just even more backstory really quick, briefly, if you guys can stand it anymore. Um, back when this came out, um, Probably like a year or two after it came out, like I'm still not as educated in horror as I am now, um, and uh, just wasn't really aware of a lot of Thanksgiving themed horror movies. Um, there really aren't a lot. You could probably name them on one hand, like legit feature films that are horror and take place on or around Thanksgiving. Um, but to me, Your Next always kind of felt like a Thanksgiving movie, particularly mm -hmm. with the whole family dynamic. There is a, a big dinner that takes place. There is a lot of family drama, and it just it looks like it takes place in either the winter or the late fall. So, um, to me, it's always been a great watch during Thanksgiving. It just kind of fits right on in there, and it's fun. Um, doesn't take itself too seriously. 
So I think it's just a, a good, easy uh, holiday watch. So that is why we are discussing it tonight. Um, we are going to talk about our likes and our dislikes in this first segment. And then the second episode, we will discuss the making of the film, some behind the scenes stuff, and give our final thoughts and rankings on the movie. So, Kate, I thought we would do it a little bit differently this time. I want to see how this works out. Um, instead of just doing the good stuff and then doing the shit, I thought we could do each do one good thing and then jump down to the bad stuff and we can kind of, kind of go through that way. Because yeah. I feel like a, the way that we were doing it before, you'd almost, you'd start talking about the bad stuff while you were talking about the good stuff. So I think this is a nice, we'll see how this, if this flows uh, better this way, going, yeah. going back and forth. Um, but uh, right out the gate, give me the good stuff. What do you got for me? Hit me with one of your goods. Um, I think the good things, like, and I think like you and I would Oh, laugh. wait. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> People aren't even going to know what this movie's about, so we should really, you know, tell them, give them a, a plot summary. I'm, I'm getting way, way ahead of myself. I forgot my introduction. In the film, <laughs> a family goes away on uh, into a remote uh, vacation home for... Uh, parents' uh, wedding anniversary, mm -hmm. and all the siblings come together, and then there is an attack on the family, and one by one, the family members start dying off. But one of the brother's girlfriends may or may not have a secret in her past that helps her become a little bit more of a threat to the intruders than they may have originally thought. I can't think of too many movies that this specific... There's plenty of home invasion movies, to be sure, but one where somebody actually knows what the fuck they're doing, uh, I don't. I can't think of too many, so this is, this is definitely a standout in that regard. Yeah. But, <clears throat> sorry for the interruption. No. Please. Hit me with the good stuff. Um, I think the good stuff was like, it, like you and I laughed at like a lot of the same things. I feel like the good stuff was that this movie had a, a lot of really good one-liners. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a, a lot of the dialogue, I was like, just kind of, it, it's to further the plot. And then like occasionally out of nowhere, the characters will say something really funny where you're like, oh my God, that's really funny. I didn't expect that. It's all very natural too, yeah. because it doesn't feel like someone's, making a quip just for the sake of it 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 like feels it earned because these characters have already been established mm. and they're um the way they communicate to each other is is you know like that yeah. so the the one-liners end up feeling uh not out of place more really. rewarding yeah too. absolutely <clears throat> um another thing is that i feel like this is just like a cozy comforting like movie that you would put on during this time of year and like just be able to watch it and be like yeah 
good time. I'm having a great time, even though I'm I may not be particularly paying attention, but like I'm I'm enjoying this and having a good cozy time watching yeah, this. Yeah, it is definitely a movie that you don't necessarily need to um, be dialed into mm-hmm. all the way to to kind of pick up what's what's being yeah. put down. Yeah, totally. Um, some really good shots too. Like I feel like there's a lot of really really close up shots that pay off um and that look really good at some points i really liked that and the visuals were really rewarding in this movie the cinematography mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh right out the gate i have um i love the song yeah i just mm-hmm. love, love the song that they they play and it. it's it's very uh it's a creative use of a singular track that it's always there yeah. it's always playing but it, it never becomes um tiresome yeah. and every time it does kind of reprise you're you have this like ha moment of like oh they're the, the song's starting over or you know oh here we go again sort of a deal yeah. uh i think it's just a very very clever how they they went about um using using that song yeah um why don't you pull it up on your phone what what, what's one of your what's one of give me give me some of the shit the shit all right well the shit is that um with the dialogue like the one-liners being really good sometimes the dialogue is also very flat like sometimes you're like do you have examples um i wish i did you fucking hack no i just have good ones i only specifically wrote down the good ones um no nothing bad in particular just sometimes the dialogue fell kind of flat um do you think it was script related or performance related Ooh, that's a great question i don't know (laughs) fair enough um some of the close-ups were too wobbly and too long like the scene where the dad is going through the house like looking because the mom had uh, heard something upstairs like the dad is going through the house looking around and some of that was just too long to me where i was like all right come on let's move this along a little bit um the older brother is just a cunt but i feel like he was supposed to be a cunt He, uh, that was my note. I wrote the older brother is a cunt, and then immediately after he gets shot in the shoulder, and I was like, ah, all right, that's fine, that's fair. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be disliked. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna piggyback on that really quick. Um, and we're gonna jump back to one of my goods, which is I love Drake, he's such a dick. <laughs> Every one of his one liners kills me. <laughs> What did he fucking say? He was like, I'm the fastest, but I'm shot in the fucking back. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, yeah, and everything that he says to to Crispin is uh is great. Just their their whole dynamic. He's such a jerk, but like he's charismatic and he's charming and he's yeah. funny he he is you like, like him by the time he dies you're yes like, oh, exactly like you. exactly yeah. and that is not only a well-written character but a well-performed yeah, character because totally. 
Uh, right out the gate, yeah, you're just like, dude, fuck this guy. And then by the end, you're like, oh, no, buddy. When he's getting in his fight with the brother at the table, at one point he says, you look like the elephant man. And you're like, dude, <laughs> fuck, like, Jesus. Really, he's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just the, the shit that he says is just really, a lot of it's harsh. But again, once, like, almost like... He goes into this euphoric state once he gets shot with the arrow, and he really does just become easily, out of that fucking family, like, probably ends up being the most likable character at the end, and that says a fucking lot. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, for... Wait, what? is he the only brother? He's the only brother that in the end was not in on it, because the sister wasn't in on it. The, the brother... Well, there's three brothers. Which who's the one that fucking died? Not not him. Yeah, he died. Yeah, Felix, and then the main guy. So he's the only brother that wasn't in on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. And that's that's you can tell that he actually like for all of his like bullshit like almost kiss assery that he does with his parents. Yeah. You can tell, like, he he does genuinely, like, love his mom and dad. Yeah, he does. He loves his sister. Um, and I think he loves his brothers, but he just has this... Fucking cunt. He just has this holier-than-thou thing. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, at the end of the it. day, his brothers it. are fucking pieces Bitches. of shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I, I uh, don't know what else to say, but uh, that, uh, and we'll probably get, we'll touch on him again a little bit later, but he just really does take the cake as far as that, that family goes. He ends up being, uh, one of the most fun. Um, for my, uh, one of my, um, shitty, uh, um, notes, I had just, notes. for one of my shit notes, so, um, <laughs> Just right out of the gate, I have college professors are gross. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it necessarily goes into the relationship of the dude and the girl in the very beginning. It says that the, he left, the, his, wife he left his wife for her. Yeah. Um, he just has a college professor vibe about him. And the girl has an indifference to her that like doesn't suggest that she's she is infatuated with him or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that there's almost like she's she's trying to get something out of it that almost. was one of my notes too is like she i mean almost every woman in this movie is too fine for the man that they're with oh but that was my very first note was like she's too fine to be with this yeah and it, ass it, man. it just has like a teacher student thing mm -hmm. and then on top of that we find out that Crispin and Aaron developed a relationship because mm. she was his TA yeah. and he's a teacher. I don't know if he was a college professor or not, but um, I, I just, college professors are gross. That's that's my takeaway <laughs> from from this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, hit me with another good one. Another good one? Um, All right, let's see. I'll say what one of my good ones is. I have a lot of goods. Um, <laughs> start hit, hit me with the next one on the list. All right, so the first one on the list was the <clears throat> shot with the door creaking open when the dad is looking through the house and he almost goes to like look in one of the hallway closets 
and the door like as soon as he walks away creaks open just a little bit and then later on in the movie is when somebody finds like the bottle of pee and like all the <laughs> snacks in there so that i like that that was good foreshadowing i like that um one of my other ones is felix you fucking low life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great another yeah. one liner from drake yeah it's fantastic exactly. it's perfect uh, yeah that was also when he has the arrow in him <laughs> yep um <clears throat> let's see i got um we we kind of touched on this already a little bit um uh i have uh love the backwoods setting it feels cold desolate and has that perfect fall aesthetic without yeah. feeling like halloween yeah totally. um making it the perfect backdrop for a thanksgiving themed horror flick yeah um where, where did it say where it said they were in um the license plate said they were in missouri missouri okay um so it definitely has that just open like foresty yes exactly nothing else going on exactly yeah. it ju it looks cold they say how cold it is yeah. uh, uh numerous times and um, even when the girlfriend is like walking down to the neighbor's house like you're like oh fuck this is a long walk like this yeah. isn't just like oh walk two minutes over to your neighbor's house yeah everything just feels very sectioned off mm -hmm. all the trees are barren yeah um so it does just it, it doesn't quite feel like winter to me maybe because like in that area i would just expect it to be snowy yeah um so it does feel like it is on the cusp of winter but yeah. um uh, again probably post halloween uh just because all those trees are just there's you know nothing there. there's nothing there yeah. so um it, it really does feel like it falls right in that that you know two cusp. to three weeks between um between halloween and thanksgiving mm -hmm. so it, it just has that that great aesthetic for me mm -hmm. uh one of my other ones was we both laughed at this the shot where um z and felix <clears throat> there's like a shot where the girl what's her name what's the main girl's name Aaron. Aaron. um where she like is is like just bashing in that one guy's head and there's just like a two second shot of like z and felix standing together looking at her being like oh fuck like that was one of my goods yeah. i thought that was really funny um what about uh hit me with another shit note let's look at the shit notes um um i mean this is like fine but like if i'm just being annoying um the overreaction from the wife of the oldest brother when she found someone who was no no, no. it was after she looked under the bed and she found one of the guys in there and she like ran out and then ran outside and was screaming. She was screaming for like a five whole minutes. Just like the overreaction on her part on that, which is like, I mean, it's fine. Like it's a yeah. In a probably more realistic setting, there would be a scream and then just fucking running. Probably not like, screaming while you're running. Probably just fucking just going it. into shock like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can I can I can appreciate that. Um. <laughs> Next on my, my shit list is uh, right out the gate. Should have listened to the crazy mom and got the fuck out of the house the first time. Yeah, true that. Listen to the person who's on meds. They know what they're talking about. I was going to say, they're more in tune. <laughs> for, for real. Uh, and the rest of us who just drink to compensate. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Cheers to that, partner. Hey. <laughs> 
But if anyone has any medication they would like to send us, please, we'll take it. We'll dally with it. Yeah, we won't even ask questions. Where it came from, what it is, <laughs> just start popping pills. We'll try anything once. <laughs> Maybe uh, twice. <laughs> depends on how much fun it is. Um, what's another good? I don't know. Let's see. Just keep your fucking phone open. Why Shh, you... Don't tell me what to do. All right. Um... Oh, um, when the dad's throat gets slit, there's like a really beautiful shot of like his eyes and then it flashes to like like him obviously having his throat cut um that was a great shot i really like that again the shots with the masks were very aesthetically pleasing like those looked very nice mm -hmm. some really good cinematography if you will oh wow um oh the Bechdel test. Let's talk about the Bechdel test. You learned what that is today. Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah. This just makes me feel like a sexist pig, but... <laughs> I mean, for somebody who likes cinema, I feel like you should know what this is. I just feel like you know what type of cinema I watch, <laughs> and it's hardly cinema at all. <laughs> it's hot, flaming garbage most of the time. But you should know what this is, anyway. Anyway, um... I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, this movie passes the Bechdel test, which is by the skin of its teeth. Why don't you tell our guests who... If you don't know what the Bechdel test is, like some people... You sexist pieces <laughs> of shit! Yeah! You with the times. Um, the Bechdel test is when uh, two women are having a conversation about something other than a man. <clears throat> wow. Lots of movies do not pass it. You'd be surprised enough to find out. Um, but this movie does... The two, the two women in this movie, the two main women characters, uh, Z and Aaron, are having a conversation for like two and a half seconds about how Aaron knows like all these survival tactics, and she says that she lives on like a, she grew up on a, a survival compound or something like mm -hmm. that, and then it immediately talks about like her dad and how her dad taught her all of these things. So they get away with it by the skin of their teeth for like two seconds. Can you pull me up a list of movies that actually pass the test? I sure can. Let's find out. And while you're doing that, I'll hit you with one of uh, my goods. <clears throat> my goody goody gumdrops. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I didn't. You ruined that for me. Sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was a perfectly innocent thing. <laughs> now it's tarnished. Um, the dinner sequence is perfectly crafted to make the viewer feel insanely uncomfortable in a perfect way to build tension. Mm. Um, that, that whole dinner scene, I just feel like it, not only does it just establish all of the relationships in a very, very clear way, um, the roles and the dynamics of all the brothers and sisters, like in really what is like a two to three minute scene. Um, certain things were already kind of hinted at, but then it all kind of blows up out in the open. Yeah. And then there's that moment of uh, Tariq played by the wonderful Ty West, uh, seeing what's going on and him looking out the window while everyone else is arguing and only he sees it, but then he gets shot and then Aaron is the only one who sees him get shot. And that's another, like, little red herring to mm -hmm. Aaron being more aware of everything that's happening. 
and everyone else just being caught up in their own bullshit, which ends up really being their downfall. Uh, But I just think it's a great scene and, again, lends itself to the Thanksgiving uh, aesthetic because I know that I have either had a Thanksgiving meal or, for sure, been at other family meals and they've just gone to shit. So... Um, we've all been there. It's all very relatable. That's why when people do start arguing, you start to feel tense and you're like, ah, I remember that. (laughs) I relate to this feeling. Yeah. So, uh, I love that scene. I think it's great. It's a great starting point for what ends up being a really, uh, intense, like second half of the picture. Yeah. I think it is like, I think you said it really well where it's like, a lot of the scenes in the very beginning of the movie like kind of lead up to that point, but then you get to the dinner scene, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, this yeah. is what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, movies that pass, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, the Bechdel test? Yes, it sounds right. good. It sounds good. The Bechdel test. I don't know. B-E-C-H-E-D-L. D-E-L. Anyway. Um, Frozen. Cinderella. I don't know if that's the old one or the new one. It doesn't have a, a year? Nope, it does not. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bend It Like Beckham, Arrival, which is one of my favorite movies, Goodfellas, Bridesmaids. Um, there's, it sounds like there's, there's a, at least a, a handful of well-known pictures. I wouldn't expect Goodfellas. I honestly I would not expect Goodfellas to be on there at all. Like, really? <laughs> Something screwy with this list. Good for you. Um, Hidden Figures and Children of Men. I don't know anything about that movie. What famous movies passed the Bechdel test? Kill Bill, Mad Max, Fury Road. So Kill Bill is all about a woman and a man. So again, I really. Coda. What's Coda? Twenty twenty one. I don't know. Uh, Coda. C O D A. I can't remember if it's the one. I really can't. I don't know if it's the one with the the girl with the deaf family or not. That's what it. That's what I'm thinking of, but I don't know if it's that one. Pacific Rim, Gravity, Zero Dark Thirty, The Avengers, 2012. Yeah, Zero Dark Thirty, all about a woman trying to kill a man. Oh wait, I'm sorry. These are movies that do not pass the test. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Fuck. Okay, that all of that makes a ton more sense. <laughs> well, Zero Dark Thirty is literally about Osama bin Laden. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it's all about Jessica Chastain trying to kill a man. I feel like every single conversation she has, and again, Kill Bill, all about all about a man. Uma trying to kill Bill, like all these movies. Again, okay, thank like there was you were like, just hey, in my what? mind. In my mind, I was like, what scene in Goodfellas are two women? Not discussing a man. <laughs> like, this is not me being sexist. This is just me making a comment on the movie, but what the fuck else were they going to be talking about? <laughs> Food? Because, like, <laughs> shit. <sighs> God, I love you, Marty Scorsese, but your your female character is definitely... I can do with a little gussing. Oh, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, so... Now you know that, um, if you didn't already, Hollywood is sexist. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you didn't know, the world is bad. 
Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, hit me with uh, another one from your shit list. My shit list. Alright, let's see. What's going on? Mm -mm -mm -mm. I don't really have that much on my shit list, if I'm being honest. Well, oh, um, one of the ones that I had was uh, in the very beginning with the scene with the college girl and the, the professor when he's looking at the, the window, mm -hmm. the window that's like, uh, that says you're next written in blood. You're next is written in blood. His dead paramour is literally on the other side of the window with her throat slit on the floor he notices your next first and then like the focus pans over to her and all of a sudden he's so shocked that she's sitting there dead so that's the... i don't know if i could play devil's advocate i think like <laughs> right out the gate like you would probably like see a giant splatter on your window would for sure but like he, and then he the, walks up uh, really close to the window and is like Oh, no! <laughs> like, you would see that. I think that, again, that's probably more the actor being directed to do that, you know, rather than, than, a, than a performance thing. So uh, that's, you know, a conscious <laughs> effort on the part of the filmmakers to, to sell that, that beat. I don't blame work. any of the actors. Um, <laughs> so, again, playing devil's advocate... Is it realistic? No. It's pure <laughs> cinema, baby. And in that regard, like, you know, I feel like you have to give it a pass because, I mean, you don't have to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a pass. I'm not going to give it a pass. Right, I'm going to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a smash. A smash! <laughs> a pass and a smash. <laughs> Sounds like a lot more fun than it probably is. Um, uh, for one, uh, one of my shit notes, um, I have going over to the neighbors for milk. I don't know why. I agree with that. Just the, yeah, the very <laughs> idea of like going over to your neighbor's house, like I guess that's, it's not uncommon in movies, I feel like, and maybe not in real life. Actually, like I have a good buddy of mine that like hands out his phone number to all his neighbors. His Aww. neighbors are always like texting him about shit and I'm like, you're insane. You're a sociopath. Like, <laughs> like why are you just handing out phone your what phone you, number to people? What, what is your plan? Uh, what do you have to gain from this? <laughs> like, they're blowing up his phone while he's at work, and I'm like, I would, I would lose my mind if my neighbors were texting me all the time. Um, so I guess it's not unheard of, but the the idea of me like going over to. And again, they're in the backwoods, so it's not like they can just like go to a store. So the dynamics yeah. is a little bit different. You're right. Yeah. Um, but still, I think I would probably wipe my own ass with a t-shirt before <laughs> I go over to my neighbor's house to ask for toilet paper. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> and the fact that like the mom was washing all of the dishes by hand, like there was no dishwasher, and. Aaron had come up to be like, hey, do you need any help with anything? And the mom was like, absolutely not. I'm going to wash all 474 dishes by hand <laughs> before I accept your help. But... Actually, you know what? Why don't you just get the fuck out of my house for about an hour? Why don't you walk 17 miles to the nearest house? <laughs> uh, dick move. Dick move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's yeah. another good you got? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's see. The suspense is killing me. I got some good 
Um, I don't think that's a fair criticism in quotation marks. <laughs> uh, that, that whole bit. I love that. That whole sequence between Z and Felix when she's like, Looks you to fuck me next to your dead mom. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, that. I'm uh what? Uh and then she's like uh, he's like, I really don't I really don't want to do that. And she's like <laughs> You never want to do anything interesting <laughs> after they are like murdered his whole family. <laughs> and he says, I don't think that's a fair criticism. <laughs> I just love it. It's it's a great bit of dialogue. Uh, Another one is, it's not even hot, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, and then, she like dumps. And then he, <laughs> he immediately like slips on it too. Oh, that was good. Um, and then Head Blender was one of my other ones. Yeah, that's just a great kill. Yeah, it's it is. Kill. I think so. Um, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Already talked about Drake. Um, we love Drake. When Aaron takes out the first bad guy, it is so fucking gratifying. They yeah. do, they have this whole buildup to this scene of uh, Drake's wife. If I can, uh, I. Kelly. Is it is it Kelly? I'm pretty sure it's Kelly. Uh, we're gonna find out right now if you're right. I, I, I believe you, but we'll just go with a uh, fucking. Hey, very nice. Is it Kelly? It is Kelly. Hey, look at well that. Well done. Thank you. Um, when so there's this whole build up to the sequence. Aaron uh, is kind of directing Z and Felix about what's going to happen next, and then Kelly gets thrown through the window. Everything just, like, slows down. Everything goes in slow motion. Um, and we see this low shot angled upward. And when, when you're doing film, if you want to make someone look more imposing, you shoot them from a low angle to make them look bigger, more imposing. They did this a lot with Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Rises because Tom Hardy is about my height, not particularly tall or physically imposing, just um, from a height perspective. So to make them look bigger, uh, they would do a lot of low angle shots. Mm. Um, so they have this shot of, I do believe it is the, uh, it's the tiger that comes in and it's all in slow motion. He comes in, he looks super badass with his ax and everything, very menacing. And then he like gets on top of Aaron and is just about to bring down the ax or the hammer. Um, and then she kicks him in the balls and it speeds up immediately. And then she hits him in the head with the the meat tenderizer. Yeah. And she just fucking lays into him. And it's yeah. such a well-crafted scene because yeah. it is starts off like this fucking tiger is in here to do some business and we need to be afraid. It is shot like he is this physically imposing individual that is that we should be afraid of. And then Aaron immediately undercuts that by taking away his manhood and really just laying into him like what did i say like every like we want every single final girl to do in any horror movie just keep beating 
his fucking brains in. Don't yeah. stop. And she doesn't stop. And that is that beautiful shot of Z and Felix just looking in sheer fucking awe and terror as she annihilates that guy's brain. And that's when um, later on she says like, oh, thanks for your help or something uh-huh. like that. And he's like, oh, I, it looks like you had it under control. Yeah. Because she uh, did. Yeah, she yeah. did. She fucking kicked ass. And I just, it's such a perfectly crafted scene. Mm-hmm. And is, again, is such a great flip of the coin Yes. for final girls and particularly female empowerment because we realize that while these these guys who are probably all ex-military guys that are dangerous um she is the most dangerous person in the movie yeah without question yeah um and that's just a really refreshing take and honestly yeah I can't think of a movie that I've seen since or before, for that matter, where the victim is the most dangerous person in the room. Yeah. You know, uh, and I just I think that's such a great uh, concept and is executed perfectly in that scene. I think it's really nice to watch, like you said, the victim be the person who's actually taking charge and making things happen, and you're not sitting there. Being like, oh my god, do not go down the dark staircase. Like, yeah. do something. It's really refreshing to like watch the main character and to watch the heroine actually make some moves and make some progress. And that's a really nice thing to see. Mm-hmm. What's another good you got? I got so many. Let's see. Um, just really nice cinematography in this movie. Like the very last shot where she is what's her boyfriend's name in this it's uh Kristen Kristen, yeah where she's talking to Kristen and he is is trying to convince her that like they could still get out of it he's telling her that they could like go on a vacation to Paris and make all this money if they just get out of it quietly and she has like blood all over her face her hair is all disheveled and she's got like tears in her eyes like, that was just a beautiful shot of this woman who literally has, like, blood and grime all over her. And this man who is trying to convince her, like, just come quietly. I'll take care of you. Everything will be fine. You know, you'll be taken care of. That was just a really beautiful shot. And then she decides to... Mm-hmm. What does she do? She stabs him with, like, a... She stabs him with what I believe is a steak knife. Yeah. yeah. That was a really beautiful shot, and I think that was really good storytelling with that shot of just like him trying to sit there and convince her to just come quietly while she literally has the blood of his family all over her mm-hmm. that was a really good shot i like that yeah a nice um juxtaposition yeah and i mean you know i'm sure not unlike a lot of what a lot of women have experienced in some way, shape, or form of, like, come on, it doesn't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. You know, just um, suck it up. Just swallow it. You'll be fine. Wow. Um, not but, like that. Uh, not like that. Not yeah. like that. But, like, uh, you know. But I think what, what, and this movie came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Like, how many years is that removed from Harvey Weinstein? Like, uh, I don't know. 
handful. I can't remember. A couple. I think that I think all that happened in 2017. Hmm. I believe that's when that happened. So like this is already you know. I mean, not that all of this stuff wasn't in film, at least you know, in that wasn't being talked about in some way, shape, or form. But this is a very again, very. Like on the nose, but still subtle approach to that that topic. Concept, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, very, very well. Um, all this just very well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, and then just on top of that, like all the kills in this are so good. They're they're so yeah. so brutal. That goes back to the you know the blender. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every time one of the bad guys gets killed by Aaron, you're just like fucking. Thank God. Rooting. Yeah. You're just like fuck yeah, girl, get it. Yeah. So all of these people are assholes. Yeah. So great. Um, as opposed to something like, like a Friday the Thirteenth film where all of the people are assholes, but it's either you root for them or you root for the villain. Which is Jason? So the, all those people are assholes. You're like, yeah, Jason, kill him. And that's how Jason becomes this this anti-hero. In this, we actually have a hero, a heroine rather that you're rooting for from the very start. So would this be considered like a slasher film? Absolutely. Absolutely I feel like it's kind of like an anti-slasher film because you're watching the the villains get murdered repeatedly. Yeah, I mean. You're not wrong, but I mean, also there are just a lot of family members that die <laughs> before yeah. that too. Like within so, the first like thirty minutes. Of yeah, I mean, again, think about you know we're also dealing with the the murder of the the two people at the very beginning too. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is absolutely a slasher film. It's just a little. It's a twist. It's different. Um, do you have any more on your shit list, or is that? Uh, no, I don't. I do. I think my shit list is, is, like, relatively short on this one. Um, no, I don't. I, I mean, I think my only other thing was when, in the very beginning, um, the daughter is talking about, like, running. I don't know where she was talking about running to, but she was talking about, like, running to the car or mm-hmm. running to the neighbor's house. My only note was, like, what what father would let his daughter run outside because I think like it was the yeah dad and the eldest yeah I uh I thought that that actually watching this time too um you're like no he would not yeah there's no way their relationship kind of reminds me of Celeste and um my father-in-law uh Kevin so and I just don't I don't see that even though Celeste is very um very empowered individual I do think that her dad would do a lot to try and prevent I don't her think from like any like no matter how empowered your daughter is like I think like a lot of fathers would be like no yeah I, no yeah um but you know that's how the cookie crumbles <laughs> um uh, let's see, there's a bit, and I've never understood this in the very beginning, where um, I believe it's, it's uh, is it Paul, uh, the dad? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, Paul is talking to uh, his son, Crispin, and they're talking about 
whatever, and they're talking about the fellowship. Like, did you get a fellowship? And I'm, I don't know what that is. Kind of like, of the ring? Yeah. It, it strikes me weird just because fellowship is like, like, I don't know, to me it's it's such a, a religious term, almost. Um, okay. It's just always stuck that way to me because I heard it a lot in church. So, um, and I don't hear it a lot out of church. So I'm not sure I what it's what it refers to, like referring to. It's I'm sure it's some sort of not grant, but you know maybe like a uh, uh, yeah. You no, know, know what what is it called? Uh, an apprenticeship or yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what is it called when you work for free? Internship. Internship. I'm sure it's something like something that. Something like that. I'm sure it's along the but just the word fellowship it always struck me weird and. The way they talk about it, the fellowship. Did you get the fellowship? There's people who have been published that haven't, or that haven't been published that have gotten the fellowship. I'm like, it's a very like, like I think, I think just in terms of writing, you could have written something that maybe is just as vague, but not so specific at the same yes, time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel the same way. Where I was like, I don't really know what a fellowship. And it doesn't. Is. It doesn't. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> It, it doesn't yeah. doesn't have anything to do with anything other than establishing that his father is disappointed in him, um, or he thinks to, his father is disappointed. It in doesn't him. have to exclude like I don't know the majority of the audience who doesn't know what that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if it's even really a thing, you know, yeah. if or if or if it was just written in the script. So it's one of those things that has always stuck out to me and does seem just like a little, um, just out there for for what the rest again has nothing to do with the rest of the movie so i agree i think i thought the same thing when that scene was happening i was like yeah why was that word in particular used? yes exactly i'm sure there's a reason for it but i'm like, sure it could have sure. been. but again we're not privy to that so <laughs> um uh have you you're telling me that that asshole had time to write your next right next to the dead mom one minute after everyone heard her get killed and they ran upstairs and kicked in the door like that your next is like written like very very cleanly intently yeah Yeah. and it's only like maybe a minute maybe two if you want to you know push it and say that they had a hard time getting the the door open but feel like it would take how much time would it take you to get upstairs right now if you heard someone literally screaming oh yeah it, it would take 20 like, seconds yeah less it'd take yeah. me like 10 seconds yeah we'll give them the benefit of the doubt this house is a little bit bigger Missouri. um a little bit bigger house and they did try and like you know it was they were having a hard time kicking in the door but yeah. um <laughs> it was drake that kicked in the door too which i thought was funny because the one guy who's actually hurt in in those like four guys is the one who actually kicks down the door and I was going to say, one of my things was, like, in the scene before, that man was, like, pale as a ghost, sweating, like, looked horrible. And then in that scene, he looked totally, like, he just had an arrow in his back. Yeah. Like, that was the only thing yeah. I saw with him. Uh, I mean, you could say adrenaline. We could, we could do sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, that, that really s- stuck out to me. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, and he also had to like stick a machete in his that lady's throat. Uh huh. Like he had to brutally murder that uh-huh. woman. And I think and there's blood also be, like, like everywhere too. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, there's uh. And then just hide under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's I guess that's. 
Showbiz. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of nonsense, the jackassy fox boy walks right into the flashing lights when Aaron sets up like the camera in the basement and it's like flashing. And he's just that. walking toward it. You're like, all right, bro, you deserve to die because you're fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah, you're dumb. What military training did you get? Because you're, you're a jackass. Then you just get there and fucking hit with a piece of wood and then just get your face smashed in like a little bitch. Doesn't yeah. even fight back. Yeah, and like, I'm like, I know she, I know like she's the heroine and that's fine, but I'm also like, she is 85 pounds soaking wet. Like, if that even. Like, that girl is very, very small. Like, all the other, like, times that she hits someone, like, she's using an object that that lends itself to being like, yeah, getting head hit in the head with a fucking yeah. uh, meat tenderizer would, sure, would shock the fuck out of you. Yeah. Um, right out the gate. And, um, but it's like, it's like a, a piece of wood or something like that that she mm-hmm. hits the, the fox guy over the head with. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if he would have been as, uh, I mean, again, you give the benefit of the doubt, like maybe she got him in like, you know, the soft spot of your head or something like that where you're, you know, there's a pressure point and you just go down. But yeah. uh, that was one where I was like, dude, he's just on the ground. And then she like takes him in before she starts bashing his face. And I'm like, aren't you doing anything, bro? But again, I digress. Um, that any, scene was very aesthetically pleasing though. Like that was one of my notes was that that scene in particular. I was like, oh, this is a very like visually pleasing scene. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anything with flashing lights just looks fucking cool. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're prone to seizures, which... Uh-oh. Sorry, gang. <laughs> um, any other random thoughts to close out? I don't think so. I think I went through all my notes already. I think that was everything I got. I just had this one, and I've been wondering this. This is not specific to this movie, but I heard it in this movie, and now I'm like... Is this, like, just a thing? Um, when the dad's, like, looking around at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, hello? And it just got me going, I'm like, all right, we're still doing this in movies now, where someone's alone in the house, and they're like, hello? And we all know it's a trope, so I'm wondering, are filmmakers just purposely putting it in there now? Because, like, back, back in the day, like, it wasn't a gimmick, it wasn't a cliché. You know, but now we're all aware of the cliche, painfully aware of like being a, like looking around in a spot and you're like, hello. And I'm really curious if <laughs> filmmakers are just like putting it in there on purpose now. Like, aha, it's almost like the Wilhelm scream, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's the joke, you know. What was the other thing that you had mentioned? Uh, Chekhov's gun. What was what was that? Chekhov's gun is uh, oh, like foreshadowing. Yeah, it's it's foreshadowing. It is if you see a gun in the beginning of a movie, it comes back to at play a some point in that movie. That gun is going to play a role. Which I think in this movie that that did apply because I'm I was Chekhov's like, gun is the closet in this movie. Yes, and it's the it's the neighbors because like at some point I was like, why were the neighbors murdered? If the whole point was for the inheritance of the family, why were the neighbors murdered? And then at the very end, the, um, what's his fucking name? Crispin? Crispin. Yeah. Crispin. That's such a weird name. Crispin Glover. Crispin, uh, obviously. Um, he was like, oh, but then, like, it all played a part where he was like, oh, the neighbors were murdered. You were just supposed to be a witness. Like, uh-huh. then it came together. But, uh-huh. like, midway through the movie, I was like, why were the neighbors murdered? Yeah. 
It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Check off the other day. <laughs> and the Bethel test. <laughs> that just sounds like some sort of surgery or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surgery to cut off the tongue of every man alive. Hail <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, to the queen, baby. That's right. Um... Well, uh, any other thoughts, comments, concerns uh, about your next before we close out this particular segment on the flick? No. No? That's no. it? That's, That's all Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, this is going to wrap up this part of the show. Uh, we will be back with another episode to talk about the making of and um and our final thoughts on the flick and i'm sure there'll be like you know some segues into other you know some bits and whatnot family therapy oh oh shit. but uh thank you guys so much for making it all the way to this point if you did if not i mean that's fine too you know I hope you're nice and fat on Thanksgiving food right now. Maybe undoing that notch on your belt and passing out in your comfy chair or sofa or or couch, what have you. Um, or the floor, if you're Yeah, I mean, the, the floor can be comfortable too. I haven't put down the floor. I've slept on some good floor before. <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I have been your host, Johnny Horror, with me, Katie Kid Sister Maresca, and uh, we are here wishing you crazy youngsters a very, very happy turkey day, and we will see you motherfuckers on the flip side. Adios, muchachos! Goodbye! <laughs>